Welcome to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. I'm your host, Tim Reed. And once again, I'm so excited to be here today. Welcome to the Firetime Podcast. Well, hey, if you're listening to this in real time, you know that we are in between seasons right now and have been doing our Firetime Magazine Rapid Reactions. Well, this week is really special. We actually have a bonus episode to celebrate the upcoming HPB Expo in Louisville, Kentucky. And for me personally, I'm super excited about this conversation. So today I speak with Amy Ryan, who actually works for NFI, which is the National Fireplace Institute, really the education arm of our industry. And they provide certification, as you're aware, for installers and for salespeople and technicians. And the reason that I was excited to talk to her is I actually just got done putting together a promotional video for the upcoming trade show where I talked through some of the highlights of the different education paths. They have a business path specifically for owners and managers and salespeople, and then they have a technical path for service technicians and installers. And as I was looking through these classes, I mean, I was like, dang, like these are stacked. So anyway, as I was putting together the video for that, that I was making for the industry, I thought it would be so cool to have Amy on just to talk in general about the need for education in our industry. And in particular, what NFI has planned for our upcoming trade show. So I know that we have been doing FTM rapid reactions. We're going to get back to that next week, but today we wanted to do something really special. Now, one thing I will tell you, I'll tease this out now and talk to you about it a little bit later in the show, but we have something really cool planned for the trade show. And if you want to get a sneak peek, you can actually go to the website, itsfiretime.com slash edx. And you can see exactly what we have up our sleeves. Now, one final thing as you get ready to listen to this conversation, I'm just laughing so hard about it. I think that we set a record where I don't think a interview with a guest on the show has ever gotten so intense so quickly as this conversation with Amy. She said something that for me is a trigger word, and I was so glad she said it, and that got us from zero to 60 really fast. So I'm definitely going to share some thoughts on the back end, but for now, I hope you enjoy this conversation. Joining me from Westfield, Indiana, is the Director of Sales and Marketing at NFI. I'm here today with Amy Ryan. Amy, how are you doing? I am great. How are you doing today? I'm good. And uh, I guess I should I should clarify that acronym, the National Fireplace Institute, but I feel like anybody listening to this is going to know what NFI is. But yeah, Amy, it's great to talk to you. I've been really excited for this conversation and I just I think that there's so much cool stuff NFI is doing. It's been really cool to hear a little bit about your background and the work that you guys are putting together specifically right now? Absolutely. So I'm kind of born and raised in the industry. My parents had a service company. They started in 1978. So I kind of come from the service side, Um, ran that business in California until I moved to Indiana last summer to be closer to our grandkids and came to work for the foundation. And I absolutely love it. And if I does important work, the, the certifications that we offer and the training that we offer, I think is vital to continuing this industry and being successful and safe in the industry. Oh, so totally. That's a little bit about my background. Yeah. 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 You know, oh man, it's so funny. You just, you just said the word safe and I, I very rarely this... say because it's one of those. Well, okay. Words, I'll, but... I'll tell you this, like, man, we're just going down this, like we're, we're, we're going from zero to 60 <laughs> right away, but I'm going to go down this path. Okay. I believe a professional's job in the industry is to make the home as safe as possible. I believe that's what a professional is. And I've heard so many people in our industry say, don't use the word safe. Don't Ever. use it. And I'm, not, I'm, I am like, always use the word safe. Because if we have a code and a standard that we can look at and say this meets code or this doesn't, then what we can say is, per the code or standard, this is safe. And I'm not like, I'm not telling you 
if you do something different than what the coder standard says, or if you do right. something different than what the manual, the, but per the coder standard, that is black and white. And well, to me, whether, sorry, I'm, I'm going off on this rant because I, 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 no, I you're just, fine. You're safe. fine. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so glad you said safe, but I feel like so many people that I've heard are like, well, no, 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 don't use it and, and say, well, we're going to make it operational. We're going to make it. And I'm like, well, okay, imagine, imagine that you have a problem in your house and you hire a professional to come out and you say, oh, cool. So is this going to be safe? And they go, oh, no, 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 no. It's not going to be safe. We don't say safe. We be, oh, because, and they have this long reason why. And the customer hires somebody else and they say, yeah, we're going to make this safe per the codes and standards that we have to abide by. Who's the homeowner going to use? Like, there's no well, question. Right. They're obviously the second one. The, the terminology is so important because if it's installed the code and standards, that is, I'm going to, it's podcasting. You can't see it. Air quotes. I'm going to say it's safe. However, the end user, the way they use it, we cannot tell how they're going to use it, which I think is why from an industry side, people are so hesitant to say the word safe because you, you aren't there while they're using that appliance and you don't know what they're going to do. They're going to burn their Christmas tree in their fireplace, which please don't ever do. Um, (laughs) Anyone listening to this will know that. But um, so, yes, it's it's installed the code. It's installed to the standard that we provide. I think the word safe makes people very nervous because you can't tell what the end user is going to do. But totally trigger point. (laughs) But it's like when, you know, when when a when a surgery is a success and the doctor says, yeah, it was a successful surgery. Right. Well, you know, if I had back surgery, well, if I if I don't follow the 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 physical therapy that we're going to have, I go start right. lifting weights the next day. It's like, well, yeah, but like per <laughs> what the surgery was, it was successful. So anyway, I I, I know I it's really... tough. It's a it's a it's a definite obviously by our conversation right off the bat. It's a definite trigger point for people, but yeah, it's one of those it's one of those words that's like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, here's what I like. I love that you led with safe because I'm like, yes, the NFI <laughs> does. It does. It keeps our industry safe. It and does, it keeps but you our can customers tell, and people safe. won't see this. But you can tell by my face. I was hesitant. Like, all right, do I say it? Do I not? But yeah, it's, it's, um, it is. And I think having that training and the certification to install and service and repair those products gives the homeowner a little bit of a peace of mind that someone that's coming out knows what they're doing. Obviously, oh, we can't totally. guarantee that somebody's going to make, I mean, no, it's perfect. People are going to make mistakes, but having this training and the continuing education and that certification, which is not easy to get. Yeah. No. Once they have it, that's something to be proud of. I mean, I we really try to highlight people that get certified and that have all the field types and that are a master health professional because that's a big deal. It's a big oh. deal to have that. It's a huge deal. I agree. Yeah. And and I just, I want to keep going back to this. It's so I don't think we've ever started off an interview going this intense, this fast. So, so nice, nice job, Amy. But, sure. <laughs> but I, 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 I love that you said safe. I think that that is the right word. And it, I mean, it, like, let's just put this to bed really quick. Like when I buy a car, if I go to the mechanic and, or I go to the, the salesperson say, is this safe? They don't say, no, no, no. It's serviceable. It's operational because we don't know how you're going to drive it. And you could drive it hundred miles an hour and you could go kill somebody or you could go, they say it's safe. Mm-hmm. And you can put whatever qualifications on that you want. It's safe per the manufacturer's right. standard that they built it to. Mm-hmm. It's safe per the testing criteria that it went through. Now, sure. we can't control what happens once you drive it off the lot. Absolutely. But, and I think that's what's so cool about NFI. Per our NFI certification, codes and standards, whatever terminology you want to use, per that, it's safe or it's not safe. And that doesn't mean that we're going to control what happens afterwards. Again, we can write any kind of language we want in our estimate to qualify that Mm -hmm. and put responsibility where responsibilities do. But back to what you said at the beginning, Amy, I I think that you guys keep our industry safe. I really do. It's an important thing. I mean, it's important for people to have the training. You are dealing with fire in someone's home. Whether that be wood, whether that be pellet or it be gas, you are dealing with fire in someone's home. You need to take the, if you're going to be in this industry and you're going to be a professional, you have to take the steps necessary to give someone the peace of mind that they have a situation in their home that they can use and know that they're not going to have a problem. Yeah, totally. Yeah, well. Like you said, we're, we're putting fire in people's homes on purpose. We should yes. probably understand what we're Which doing. Which is why the certification should be required 
to install yeah. a product. I mean, it just should. Oh man, dealing with I want to go fire. <laughs> yeah, I want to go there too. But yeah. that that's gonna send me that's gonna send me over the edge. We'll go there a little bit later. What, one thing I'd like to ask you is this. So, I mean, for me, and I'm gonna be just going a bunch of different directions, but I I love the work that NFI has done for. I mean, I guess I've been um, kind of paying more attention for probably the last ten years or so, mm-hmm. but. You know, I feel like I feel like NFI does a really, really good job of kind of giving guardrails, right, with your certifications for fuel types. And now you've got the Hearth Design Specialist certification. Yes. But I think that NFI has done a really good job of establishing some kind of a guardrail, some kind of a framework, because our industry, and when I when I say our industry, I realize there's a chimney side and sure. there's a there's a fireplace side, a fireplace mm-hmm. appliance side. Sure. And I'm talking about the fireplace appliance side, because that's kind of where I come from, native. That side of our industry has very little that is common ground of how do we do something. It's like many businesses reinvent the wheel every single time they come up with something because we don't do a great job of always coming together and learning from each other. And NFI has done a really nice job of kind of going ahead to lay out some of that framework. But I guess, so maybe maybe just to step back a little bit, can you talk like big picture about what what are the certifications, like what are the frameworks per se that you've laid out that people can go through to be properly trained and certified on the products they're installing or selling? Absolutely. So obviously we have the certification, but what comes before you take that test is we have manuals that have been cultivated and created and gone through and revised. And we're on the sixth and seventh version of these manuals. We obviously want to revise them and keep information current. So they're revised every few years. That creates an SME committee, which is a subject matter expert. We go through the exams. We take out things that are not relevant anymore. We update the manuals because we want people to have the most relevant information, which is why the advocate program is so important. We have a whole list and it's um, in our newsletter and a lot of the publications that we do but the manufacturers that recommend that someone be in, be NFI certified to install our products, which is very important. And so we really want the manufacturers to understand the importance of having someone that's NFI certified install their product. Um, a big change we did a few years ago was creating the core exam, which takes basic general knowledge out of the fuel type. So you take the core exam and then you take a fuel type exam, which has helped with the service side, because we, we're finding that a lot more sweeps want to become certified. Currently, if they're CSIA certified, they do not have to take the core exam because our accredited psychometrician has gone through it and decided that the exams are enough alike where all they need to take is the fuel type. So it allows that service side that has taken that exam and become certified for that to be able to carry some of that knowledge over to our side. So I think that doing the review, studying the manual, doing the classes, getting those CEUs will build you up and make you more successful when you take the test. That makes sense. And and can you backtrack for me? What are the certifications specifically? Absolutely. So we have all the fuel types. We have wood, gas, and pellet that you can be certified in for, you know, installation, repair, service, that kind of thing. We also have the heart design specialist, which is our newest certification and it's designed more for sales personnel. So when that customer comes into the store and they have questions, they have, you know, want to know what's going to fit in their fireplace, what's going to work. The sales team has that technical knowledge of what's going to work, you know, what's questions to ask, things like that. So it's not just a sales certification. It does have a technical aspect to it that some people get caught off a little off guard about, but um, that is designed for the salespeople. They don't need all that technical knowledge that the installers need, but they do need that base of knowledge to yeah. sell someone the correct product that they're looking for. That's so good. And I guess maybe we could go down this path a little bit. I, I really believe in the Hearth Design Specialist certification because mm-hmm. I think one of the things that's so tough on the showroom floor is that when when someone walks into the showroom, the salesperson is operating off of their information not your information, right? right? So when someone comes in, I was actually, I was on a training yesterday with a company. I was, I was saying, you know, when a customer comes in and you start talking to them about their project, it's really important that you ask a ton of questions to make sure you understand their problem. You have to understand their home. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like when they walk in, they're they're like a, 
an unformed block of clay. And every question you ask about their home and every piece of information they give you Mm -hmm. is a scalpel that's taking off a little bit because there's a house inside of there. There's a room inside of there. And your job is you got to get to an understanding of that house and that room. That clay has got to get formed into a model of this room just by your interaction with the customer. And that's operating off of their information. That's really, really tough to do without some sense of technical knowledge of what you're looking for. So, you know, I think that in our industry, we can, you know, beat people over the heads with codes and standards and mm-hmm. terminology that's frankly unhelpful for the customer to understand. But that doesn't mean that information is not important. It's really important that you know it because mm-hmm. you got to filter through that Rolodex of your technical information to decide, do I need to ask this question right now? Do I need to wait a little bit? And I found that the salespeople that can do that on the showroom floor, even though they're probably not going to be the one that's installing the appliance or mm-hmm. actually measuring for the mantle at the site visit, they maybe have an estimator for that. The fact that they have that background of knowledge allows them to take the customer's information, which is skewed and maybe not completely accurate, but still be able to narrow down the type of product and the specific unit that is likely going to be a good fit to set up the in-home visit for success. Absolutely. I love that analogy because I think you have to know what kind of fuel they want to burn. You have to know if they want to heat their whole house, or if they want to just do zone heating, how their house is laid out, square footage. You know, you have to know all of those things. And that's why as you're describing that analogy. I'm like, I love that because you're going to chip away and you're going to finally get to the product that they want. And that's what's oh, going to yeah. come. You know, I think that's fantastic because you have to know. A lot of people don't know if they have a masonry fireplace, they have a factory built fireplace, but they knew that they do know what they want to burn. They do know the square footage of their house. They do know how it's laid out. They know if it's a one story, two story, middle of the house, exterior wall, which are all factors that come into that. So I think that that certification is so important and that's a standalone by itself. You don't have to do the core exam or anything else. That is a standalone by itself, which is why the review is so much longer for that exam. And I, I think to me, that's one of the most important I mean, they're all important, but I think that's one of the most important certifications that we offer because then the customer's going to get informed information from the first time they come into your store as far as a yeah. direction that they should go in and what they should install. What is a time machine, like you're saying, because if the salesperson understands more about the context of the installation, even if they're mm-hmm. not doing the installation, if they understand more about it, that will allow them to set better expectations for the customer. And that will actually allow them to get further down the path in the showroom, which mm-hmm. means that for the estimator on site, they're starting at the 40-yard line versus starting at the goal line, you know, at their goal line, right? They're, they need to go 60 yards mm-hmm. instead of 100 yards. Right, right. And it, short, it shortens the sales cycle and it sets better expectations, which means when the installers get out to the house, there's a better chance that the customer is in a good spot. They've been taken care of along the way. Versus when you have a salesperson that sets horrible expectations over promises and the installers are left cleaning up the mess. And I've I've been the installer in that situation and I've been the salesperson in that situation. Mm-hmm. And neither one of them is good. They are not good. It, it's If you can start out with an informed person that has the knowledge, it just makes the whole thing seamless. Yes, it doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. There may be little bumps along the way, but it's correctable bumps and the expectations have been set that this is what I'm going to get. This is what it's going to look like. You know, obviously, there's always those odd situations where it's an oversized fireplace, this or that, you know, that the salesperson is not yeah. going to know because the homeowner is not going to know that information. Um, but yes, it it makes the process a better process that people are going to be happy with the end result as opposed to having that taste in their mouth where they're like, well, I guess it's okay, but if I had to do it again, I may not have done it. And you don't want to leave yep. people with that feeling. You want them to be happy with the product and i that's why i just they then and we call it the hds we shorten it but the heart design specials it's just so important and it just education to me is never wasted so having that certification for your salespeople is so important um i think that's why one of the things the foundation and nfi do wonderful job of because education in my opinion is never wasted and you you have to keep educating yourself and moving forward even if you're certified or even if you've been in this industry for 20 years and you're like, well, why do I need this? Because you can always learn. There's always yeah. something you can learn from a class or, um, you know, a, a review class, a, a seminar, whatever. There's always more to learn. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, again, like just thinking from like a, 
sales and marketing perspective outside of any safety and knowledge that your team has, like just purely from, from sales and marketing, if you can prove to your customer that you are actually certified mm-hmm. to install the products that you sell and Absolutely. the competition is not like to me, it's, it's a no brainer. brainer and it's an accredited, yeah. it's an accredited certification yeah. or accredited, the certifications are all accredited by PDRI and it's just, it is a no brainer. If, if, and yes, it's going to cost a little more, but again, they're dealing with fire in your house. So yeah. being able to market that you're certified in your area or if someone else does that, it just, to me, again, like you said, it's a no brainer, but I think it just goes along the lines of giving the homeowner the best experience they can have with well, the especially, I mean, personal job. And it's like, if you can tell the story and like, so my big thing in sales and marketing is, is it really is about like, people want to be a part of a, of a winning story. They mm-hmm. really do. And that's the way that our brains are wired. Right. And so whenever I talk about telling a story, sometimes there's hesitancy of like, well, does that mean it's not true? Well, no, like I believe in telling true stories, not false stories, sure. but, but, but stories change the way that we think. Mm-hmm. And you, I think that there's a story you can tell on the showroom floor about how in the same way that it's a really good idea to hire a contractor that is licensed, bonded, insured, and is actually certified to be a contractor mm-hmm. for the specific type of work they're doing. In the same way, we put our team through certification just to make sure that your home is safe. And not everybody does that. Like sometimes you can save, you know, a little bit of money on your remodel by having someone that's not a contractor do it. But that's not the way that our business operates. We want to make sure your no. home is safe. And so our experts are going to come in with that certification to do the work that they're qualified to do. Like that's a true story. And that plants a seed of mm-hmm. doubt in the customer's mind when the other person's not certified. And they're like, oh, that's, yeah, that stuff doesn't matter. Right. I mean, plus you're going to save 150 bucks on this. And it's like, well, I mean, for the for the consumer that's spending all that money, all this to say, I, I think that the certification, it's a it's a really, really good angle. And, and going back to sales, like, I mean, I, I believe a salesperson that's been on the floor for just a couple of days can start to be effective. But what's really cool is by providing a path, like the heart design specialist, or maybe for a new installer, like they can be a helper on their first day and they can start to become effective really quickly. Mm-hmm. But but having the certification provides a path. And I'm just thinking about like Gen Z coming into the workforce, like sure. they are looking for a path. Right. No one in life can give them a path. And when you can say like, yeah, this is this is how you do it. This is the path. When you get this certification, we give you a bonus and we give you a bump in your hourly pay. Like mm-hmm. those are things that that even outside of the money, it shows respect and responsibility in a really good way and makes people feel like, like I'm a part of something bigger than myself. And you guys are the ones that provide that framework. Absolutely. And I think I also think it's it's a it's a pride thing for the person that has taken the time to study the manual, do the reviews. You know, do that on the job training that at maybe a little bit lower of a rate to get that certification and be like, look what I have done. That's something that yep. you that they can't take away from you because you have done it. And the, the collective you, you have passed that test that, a, you know, there aren't a lot of people that pass it. I mean, it's a hard test. There are. We have, you know, over a thousand people that are certified and the number is growing every day. We have people that test every day, but I think it's something you could. But, but that test, that test is a high failure rate, right? I mean, like I've, it, I've, I know a lot of people that have failed that I test. I think people think it's going to be easier than it is and they don't really. And then they'll take it and they'll be like, well, I got I to gotta do some more studying before I retake this. And so we always encourage people to do the manual, do the review, go yeah. back and study some more and go back and do parts of the review if you're not confident in what you're doing because we want people to be successful even if you don't pass it the first time you're alert you've got that knowledge base that's expanding so that second time you're going to be you're going to nail it and i always want to like prop people up because it's in our society failure is such a it's one of those those dirty words and but that's part of life but you just because you don't pass the first time doesn't mean you're not going to be successful and be a great certified installer or you know someone that can really help a homeowner out so um, yeah. but yeah, it is, it's not an easy test. And I think some people maybe think it is, or if they've been around a long time, they don't have to study. And it's just, it's something that I, the study tools are out there. Use them. Yeah. You know? So I want to, I want to shift focus to something here. Um, NFI has got certifications, but in addition to that, NFI has a repertoire. This blew my mind of what, like 500 it's plus almost 500 classes. classes. Yes. And our online subscription 
Yes, our our catalog that we offer subscriptions for. So yeah, and the re- the reason I, I I heard about this is I think that I've contributed I don't know maybe four classes at this point just yeah. through some of the different things at the trade shows. Mm-hmm. But but I think that you know in addition to providing certification, you guys do a really good job of having just a wide array of classes. Like I mean, I'll, I'll never forget this. This is probably four years ago or five years ago. I remember Rick Vallejos coming out to Seattle, Washington to do a class that was good for NFI certification on mm-hmm. customer service, which like that's not a technical, like hardline thing with codes and standards like installation. But I remember it was a phenomenal class. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was like, wait a minute, like NFI does stuff with customer service. Oh, and then that, yeah. that was like, this, yeah, this is probably five, six years ago. It's kind of mm-hmm. right when I was starting to get into speaking at the different trade shows and things. And, and when I started seeing my classes going on to the NFI website like it just i also i realized like there's a lot more than just this hardline technical you know installation certification that there's actually a lot of soft skills that are really essential for different parts of your business that you guys have can you talk a little bit about that because i think that's not known as much absolutely so we have got three different tracks we've got the elect elective technical and safety health and liability are the are the three categories that our classes are all broken into so obviously Technical and safety health and liability are fairly self-explanatory. Elective goes from, you know, social media marketing and turning your service text into sales text, um, you know, providing customer service. Um, there's one that we, that Rick developed actually for us that's things about your showroom that your sales rep won't tell you, but you need to know. Mm. Like putting your glasses on and looking at it from a consumer's point of view, as opposed to a showroom that you see every day. Um, There are tons of different sales classes. There's defensive driving. There's, I mean, there's all sorts of things that people may not think of when they think of NFI training. So we have, I mean, it's just a great course catalog. It's super cost effective. Um, If you've got a company of up to five people, it's $640 for the year, not per person. That's for, you know, current 2023 pricing. That's not a bigger discount. If you're a member of HPBA, of your local affiliate, you get a 30% discount off of that price, which blows my mind. I mean, you can do (laughs) training for the year for less than $500 for your staff. And they can take them whenever they want, whatever's convenient for them. They can take it two o'clock in the afternoon, two o'clock in the morning. I mean, it's just, there are just such great classes. You know, Ted Topping's coming to Expo this year. Um, we've got a lot of his great classes on there. Like I said, your classes are on there. I um, hope Stevenson is doing some classes. She's done some great yeah. classes for us. So there's just a yeah. wide variety of classes for everyone, from your office staff to your salespeople to your installers, obviously. Yeah. We'll get back to our conversation with Amy Ryan in just one second. Hey, if you've been listening to this podcast, you've been hearing me for the last few weeks tease out what the Firetime Network team is going to be doing at the HPB Expo this year in Louisville, Kentucky. And I'm telling you, today is the day where we announce it. On Saturday, March 11th from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., we are hosting a Firetime Network edX event seriously if you guys are going to be anywhere near this show come and join us in the heart of louisville for a saturday night you will never forget you know one of the big problems with our industry that's been going on for years and years and years is that we have not been in it together there's been a divide between the generations of our industry and this night is going to be about us coming together and staying together The theme for the evening is the past, the present, the future, moving forward together. This two-hour event is going to be unlike anything we've done before. I mean, if you've been to our past podcast meetups or the happy hour that we had last year in Atlanta, this is going to take all of that community, but move it into a focused evening that makes every single one of us better. We're going to take the beginning of the night to honor the legacy makers of our industry that have brought us to the point that we're at. And after that, we'll move into a series of three 
TEDx style talks where we learn what it's going to take to come together and move our industry forward. Now, this event is down on the waterfront in the heart of downtown Louisville at the Baumhard Theater inside of the Kentucky Performing Arts Center. And I'm telling you, this venue is phenomenal. It's 100% free to come, but we anticipate selling out. So make sure you register ahead of time. You can do that by going to the website, itsfiretime.com slash edx. That's itsfiretime.com slash edx. Seriously, I cannot wait to see you there. If you've been a part of the past meetups and happy hours that we have done, this is going to capitalize on all of that momentum and be something even cooler. So I hope to see you there. Tell your friends, tell your coworkers, itsfiretime.com slash edx. You know, my first couple of jobs in the industry, I was not sent to many education classes. My my second job, I was sent to a few. And every yeah. time I was sent, like I felt really important. Even though at the time, yeah. I didn't think I was going to stay in the industry, but it felt really important and it did help me buy in to the company mm-hmm. just because they were making mm-hmm. an investment in me. And then when I moved on to my my next company, I started taking it more seriously because I, I'll never forget this. This is, I mean, probably 10 years ago now, there was a trade show in New Orleans. And I remember that I decided to come out a couple of days early to go through the the education courses or passport, whatever it was called. And, and my mind was blown. I mean, I remember seeing, you know, people like Carter Harkins and Taylor Hill talking about marketing. And I saw people talk about sales and showroom. And I remember I had never even like been through anything like that. And I, in an industry where I felt so alone mm-hmm. to have for like 150 bucks, two days worth of classes. I think I took like eight or nine classes and walked away with like, you know, a bunch of pages and notes. That was a really mm-hmm. formative time for me where all of a sudden it changed. And I was like, oh, okay, I got to give my people this same experience that I've had because this really, really makes a difference. So, so you know, NFI for years has, has had, you know, this education passport at the trade show. And as we record this live, we're coming up on the 2023 trade show in Kentucky. But mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about what goes into this and what you're doing specifically at our show this year? Sure. So for this year, we've got some big changes. We are so excited. Um, as a team, we are super excited about the educational offerings we have this year. The trade show is happening in Kentucky. There's a lot of great vibe about that. Education is happening on the show floor this year, which we are so excited about. You so it's not the red-headed really... stepchild cramming like not. the conference we rooms are in the so back. We are so excited. Um, it is, you don't have to come in early for education. It's being offered on the show floor. We have two fantastic classroom sponsors, Hearthstone Technologies, Copper Built Academy, which makes education free. Normally the world's worst F word, but it's free and it's <laughs> great. You can get <laughs> you can earn CEUs for all the classes we're offering. We have got classes all day on all three of the days when the show is open. Um, we've got the owner track, we the owner manager track, we've got the tech track. There are just some awesome classes being offered. You're doing a great class for us. Um, we've got some roof safety, Jim Brewer's general roof safety class. So, I mean, there's classes for everybody. There are social media marketing classes. There are, you know, things you want to do before September to get your business ready for the busy season. There is a great class, which I'm actually excited to see. Um, Hope's doing a class on its career path for employees. So if you've got employees that you want to keep yeah. with the company long-term, here's how to lay that career path out for them so you train them and they stay. So yeah. I think there's just a great offering. It's free. It's during the show. You don't have to come in early. I mean, there's just so many good things about it. We're just really, really excited about having it on the show floor. It's been a dream for a long time, and we're just excited that it's actually happening this year. Man, that's so cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm super pumped for for the class that me and Grant are teaching. We're going to be talking about three ways to grow your business in any economy. Yes. And yes. yeah, I mean, I think that having it on the show floor... Man, it, I mean, I'm I'm super excited for it. I think that that 
yeah, it, it has been tough in the past because you got to come out a couple days early. And mm-hmm. I mean, the finance is like 150 bucks. That's nothing for, you know, two days worth of classes. But, but I think that the time factor has been, been a barrier. So it'll be really cool to see what happens with that this year. Um, yeah, I mean, I just think I I I made a, a video actually, kind of going through the two different tracks, the the business track and the yes. technical track, just kind of cherry picking. Like, man, this is stuff that really sticks out to me. But there's heavy hitters this year. I mean, the you mentioned Hope Stevenson; she's also doing a class on exit strategies. Yes, to, to me, I I think like I think that folks can get overwhelmed a little bit with everything that NFI offers because it's like, oh man, like. I don't know if I can pull my installers out of the field for six weeks to have them train and study for this. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and so even, even if that's true or not true, that that's kind of this thing that we feel because we've, we've heard how hard the test is and, and we've right. seen the manuals and how thick they are. But, but to right. me, something like this is, I mean, again, like this is, this is a no brainer that if you're on the fence about, should I bring that lead salesperson out? Should I bring that lead installer out? My answer is yes, because the investment in them, just when they see that you're actually putting money into their development Mm -hmm. that is outside of you and yourself, like investing in them is something that does really get buy-in with people. And I think it's going to be super, super cool. So I'm pumped to be a part of it. And for, for years, I've felt like the education is, has been the most valuable part of the trade show. And it's just so cool that this year it's all wrapped together. I'm super excited to see what happens. We are, I mean, it's, we try to like tamp it down a little bit, but as a team, we are so excited. Like the grin cannot be bigger on my face. Every time I talk about it, being on the show floor, being free for attendees, because if you're a member of HPBA, again, I'm gonna put that plug in for membership. You get to bring a certain number of people for free. Yeah, you know, obviously additional people are a limited cost, but still it's cheaper than it would be to even take a class. So you're getting the trade show, you're getting all that education. And if, I mean, if all your guys did were go to classes all day for the trade show, didn't walk the trade show, I would recommend walking the trade show. You can get 14 CEUs. There's up to 28 different CEUs available at the trade show this year. So, I mean, there are just fantastic classes. Um, We try not to have tech going against tech. It's really, we've got the tracks where we've got the owner manager track going against the technical class. So people don't have to pick and choose if they're a technical guy, an installer that's coming. Well, I want to do both of these. Well, great, do them both because they're not offered at the same time. So they can do that. We really tried hard to make it as user-friendly as possible. People to come to the show, come to the classes. You know, all the education stuff is right in one spot. Speaking of this year's trade show specifically, we've got the classrooms. Our booth, all the different other, you know, CSIA, Copperfield Academy, the National Chimney Sweep Guild, their booths are all right there as well. So the, there's a whole educational area, the EPA Burnwise program, um, you know, the Green Alliance, the Green Heat Alliance, they're all right there. So if you want stock education, come to that section, you're in the right spot. So it's wow. I am very excited about it. Um, I think moving forward, this is going to be a good blueprint for That's education. Cool. Yeah. One one question I have to, to start to close us out is this. So for me, I, I came up through, again, like the fireplace appliance side of our industry. Yeah. There's a whole other side, this, the, this, the, the chimney side. Right. The, the more time that I have spent with folks that come from the chimney side of the industry, the more I've realized that these people take education and certification really seriously. They are relentless. Yes. yes. And traditionally... The fireplace appliance side is resistant. And I have seen so many chimney sweeps and chimney technicians complain about these stupid retailers. I go in and clean up all of their messes. These guys are hacks. They don't know what they're doing. And some of that, I think, is angst. But there is some of it that is justified because they have put in some of the work to get certified through, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a means like NFI or another one. And I think that this is not true for all hearth retailers, but I would sure. say there there is a percentage of hearth retailers that is not small that is content to roll out mediocre installers, do the bare minimum, and just get by because they've always got by. And I feel like that world is changing. This is just going back to that marketing conversation where if you do work that's, you know, shoddy and then someone that's certified goes and inspects it 
and can point out, well, this happened here, 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 and here, and it looks like this company that did the work wasn't actually certified, mm-hmm. you've lost that customer forever and you've lost all their mm-hmm. friends forever. And right. to me, it's just like from a marketing perspective, man, it, get certified and get educated like just selfishly because it will help your company. It will It will protect you against other people who have done that work destroying you in front of your customers. Right. It is. And I come, I came from the service side of the world. So that's what we did. And every one of our guys was certified before they ever went out on their own. Before they could drive their own truck, they had to get certified. That was just our company policy. Um, I think it's so important. And I think a lot of the retailers understand the importance of certification. Our exams are translated in Spanish, which we kind of didn't really touch on, which I'm super excited about. So, you know, the installer has the option to take the exam in English or Spanish. We're getting ready to do, you know, we're going to start doing the reviews in Spanish, that kind of thing. So that's a program we're ruling out to hopefully help the installers if that was a barrier from preventing them from getting their guys certified. Now we have the option to do it in Spanish as well. So I think the service side, yes. And we are seeing that more and more chimney sweeps, especially last year in Atlanta, more and more sweeps are coming to our show. They're taking advantage of the education. I mean, Clarkfield Academy is bringing some amazing classes for the service side. CSIA is bringing some great classes for the service side. And when I say service, I mean, at that point, chimney sweeps, yeah, you know, installer, retailer kind of thing that do that are a hybrid company that may do service and retail. I mean, there it's just so important. And I think that the more promotion the NFI does, the more states that potentially require, require it for installation, the more NFI certified people we're going to start to see. Because the service side really does value their certifications and their education. And I I think that's not the retailers don't, but I think we're starting to see a shift that more and more people are getting that certification because they do understand that they need to have that professionalism that their installers are certified. I think it's just for sure. And we don't have time to touch on this, but like certification is becoming required in more and more jurisdictions, which I think is a great thing. Because again, like we're playing fire in someone's house on purpose and yeah. like yeah like if 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 the government is going to demand a certification it would make a ton of sense that we use a certification that's actually designed for our industry as opposed to like an hvac certification that has Correct. no relevance to our products so all that yeah. to say amy i i think that the work you guys are doing is just great and my hope for anybody listening to this especially in real time is that is that you come out to the trade show in Louisville if you're on the fence about that extra team member take them I'm telling you like yep. if they if they go through these courses they will not be worse for it I mean whatever that investment is for you to bring them out it it will be paid back and and, and more so so yeah I, I just I appreciate you being here um I guess the final thing I'd ask you if somebody wants to get started with NFI where can they go they can go to our website nficertified.org they're on the homepage. There's going to be a buy NFI products. That's where I would recommend they go because they can buy a package that's got the manual, the review, and the exam. That manual is going to be your Bible for studying for that exam. You want, and you can use it as a reference. I mean, after you're certified, there's probably going to be things in there you're going to want to know. So that's how I would recommend that you get started. Go there, buy that, join the association first. So you can get 30% discount, but that's what you're going to want to start with. You're going to want to get that manual and start working on that. The review you can take as many times as you want. That's where I'd recommend somebody go to get started and then start working on classes and stuff. Cool. Well, Amy, we appreciate all the work that you do for our industry and thanks a ton for being on the show today. Awesome. I, Tim, I appreciate it. Thanks for the time. Thanks for all you do for the industry. I'm really looking forward to the class you and Grant are doing. So thank you so much for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Amy Ryan. I thought it was phenomenal. And I'm just laughing because, I mean, there's certain things that fire me up. And I mean, just right at the beginning, when she talked about how they keep our industry safe, I totally agree. And I think that, man, that is a word that we should not be afraid of and that we should stand firm on. So, We'll maybe dive into that a little bit later in this outro here. But, you know, I think from the things that we talked about pragmatically, the work that NFI does is really meaningful. And I have seen time and time again how 
investing into the development of your team members through education pays itself back in spades. And sure, like every once in a while, there's going to be a team member that you invest in and they leave. But that's just the cost of doing business. I would guess that the majority of the people will stay with your company at least longer than they would have otherwise. You know, I know for me coming up through the ranks, like I said in the interview, I mean, I can specifically remember the times early on that I was given a half day off to go to a seminar about sales or about installation or something like that. And it really meant something to me. You know, I, I, I think that for young people coming into the industry, this is a generalization, but I think it's pretty true. For young people coming into the industry, as they've been growing up, there's a stigma of the way that business works, that companies don't care about their team members. They just want you to turn the wrench faster. They just want you to be quiet and comply. And companies and corporations are thought to be these heartless organizations. And what I think is so cool is that as someone comes into your business in an entry-level position, they really are paid you know, to turn the wrench or if they're if they're doing like clerical work or really basic administrative tasks or they're a helper on the install trucks they're you know paid to set up a ladder i mean those those things are that that's menial work that is often completed by the sweat of their brow and and the work of their hands and i'll never forget this i i had someone tell me one time it's a blessing to get paid to use your brain and for me as I've invested in people with education and training and seminars and things like that, and they've started to get a taste of being paid to use their brain, it has absolutely improved their productivity, and it's actually increased their buy-in with the company because so many other people in their lives have just treated them as the only thing you're good for is turning this wrench or is flipping that burger, and what you produce physically is the only value that you bring. And while physical work is really, really important, and like you can absolutely be, you know, someone that's that's an artisan doing that and, and give incredible value to a company, when you can engage somebody's brain, their dynamic changes and all of a sudden possibilities get opened up in their lives that weren't there before. So I've experienced that personally. I've seen that in the team members that I have coached and developed. And I would just tell you again, like if you're on the fence about this, particularly thinking about like the upcoming trade show in Louisville, you should absolutely bring that extra team member. I was reading a statistic a while back that said Louisville is within like a one day drive of 50% of the population in the US, something crazy like that. So chances are, you know, you, you very well may be able to drive there. And so for not that much money, you can start making that investment in your team members. But even bigger than that, when you are a boss, when you're a leader in an organization, you should be the one that's feeding content to the people underneath you. So like, you know, even if you were to send someone a book or like an episode of this podcast, even though that's not you that wrote the book or that did the podcast, you become an authority figure as the gateway of the person who has this amazing stuff and you're spoon feeding it to your people. So you actually start to get some of the credit of these authors and speakers and things that you are referring. It's really cool how that works, but your team members will start to look at you as a resource and as a guide. So for me in the conversation, you know, my takeaway is that we have to keep hammering education and development. Like Amy was saying, even if you fail a test, well, you still might have learned something. And the most important asset that we have is the brains that we've been given. And for your team members in your company, I would guess, now this is skewing towards the younger folks, but it very well could be true for people who are a little bit older. But especially for the younger folks, I highly doubt they have had many people in their lives that have believed in them and invested in them simply for who they are. Outside of any productivity they get, simply for who they are. If you can do that, you might change their life, and it's amazing how more productivity follows. Okay, I mentioned it at the beginning of this outro here, but I gotta hit on this safety aspect at the end. You know, and if, if you're coming from the fireplace side, I feel like we use the word safe all the time, but I have seen it in the service and chimney space. No one wants to use the word safe, they're terrified of it. And here's the thing, guys if you're a professional, you make things safe, period. That's what a professional does. 
when you go out to a client's house and you look at their fireplace or their wood stove or their chimney, the reason that we have a set of codes and standards is so that if we can tell if something is safe per that code and standard. So when you go out to a house and take a look at a chimney, if it doesn't meet code, you can confidently say, this is not safe. But here's the awesome thing. You know, we hold whatever certification you've got. We hold this level of certification and we are going to repair this chimney per the codes and standards that are required. We're going to get it inspected. And that way, you know that this thing is safe per the codes and standards that are in place here. Now, as you go forward and use this, it needs to be used in such and such way in order to make sure it's safe. But what we can tell you today is that this was out of compliance and code, and now it's in line with what code says is safe. That is a really powerful message for a consumer. When a technician comes out and starts to talk about, well, oh, no, we, 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 no, we never say it's safe. It's, this is operational because fireplaces are never safe. I mean, let's be honest that, you know, there's so many factors. When I leave here, you could burn a Christmas tree in it. And there's just things that we don't see and we don't know. So we're going to make this operational before we leave. We're going to make sure that it's operationally compliant. Now, I'm, I'm being dramatic in the way I say that, but I have seen chimney technicians do this. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, the, that, that does not make the customer feel good about using you. And again, if you have one company saying, well, it's not going to be safe, but it's going to be operational. So wait a minute, you're telling me that I can operate something that's not safe in my house? Like, how on earth does that make sense? You know, versus someone else comes in and goes, you know what, by the time we leave, we're going to make this safe per the codes and standards of our industry. That's a compelling message. Now, you got to make your own application on it. But to me, in the same way, it's really easy for a company who holds certification to destroy a company that doesn't hold certification. And that's like without being mean, just by telling a true story about the way certification works. In that same way, a company that will not use the word safe will be destroyed. At the end of the day, we sell beauty, safety, and comfort. It's really what we sell. And if you don't want to hold on to safety, man, you're going to have a tough road ahead of you. So I thought overall, it was a really fun conversation with Amy. I was just laughing because man, that, that word safety just sets me off when I see people afraid to use it because like anything, you have to qualify it, but that's just communication in our world. But safe is something that we can get behind and professionals make things safe. Amateurs don't. Well, hey, if this podcast today was a blessing for you and you want to support it financially, you can do that by going to the website, patreon.com slash it's fire time. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash it's fire time. And as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, we're going to be jumping back into Firetime Magazine Rapid Reactions next week up until March. And in March, we're going to jump into our next formal season of the podcast. I'm super excited to let you know what we have planned for that. So as you go out this week, make sure you register for the Firetime edX event at the HPB Expo in Louisville. We can't wait to see you there. And to do that, you can go to itsfiretime.com slash edX. Well, that's all I got for today. I hope you guys have an amazing week. We will talk again very soon. Thank you for listening to the Firetime podcast. To learn more, visit the website itsfiretime.com. Music from this episode was written and recorded by In Bloom out of Portland, Oregon. We thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. We'll see you next time. I'm all in to burn. 